0: Of Mum Talk, I have to say I'm a teensy little bit frustrated because I have just spent the last maybe hour and a half to two hours trying to figure out why my laptop won't record sound. So I updated my laptop to the most update I think it's Mojave or something M O J A V E something like that um, software running system and after lots and lots of Googling, I finally found that when you update to that system, your privacy settings um, doesn't allow your apps access to your microphone. And obviously GarageBand, which is what I use to record my podcasts, um, didn't allow access to my microphone embedded in my computer or my microphone that's external that I plug in to record. So yes, very annoying, especially because I have a... Well, I did have a crying baby at the same time, so I was losing my SH1T slightly. But I am now back in the zone and ready to record the podcast. So we're in France, woohoo, and it's beautifully sunny. It's been raining for the past three days since we arrived. Um, We had a bit of a tricky trip over here. If you follow me on Instagram, you possibly would have seen Um, but basically we arrived at the airport, which was great. The car journey up was great. It's about an hour and a half from our house to Bristol. Um, arrived there, parked the car. We managed to travel. I must take a picture when we leave of what we managed to travel out and back with, because it really wasn't much at all. Please excuse me yawning. Um, I'll get to why in a minute. Uh, and we travelled with one large suitcase, our car seat... And the nappy bag. That was it. And obviously the baby. The baby was on me all the time. Um, Anyway, checked that all in. And not the baby. Checked that all in. And then went through to the departure lounge. Hung out there. We made sure we had tons and tons of time. So we weren't in a rush at all. So we got there a little bit early. Um, Flight was called. Went down to the departure gate. And then we had horrific weather on Friday. It might be that you guys were caught in it as well, but we had horrendous weather. Lashing, lashing rain, high winds. Anyway, long story short, our plane failed to land and diverted to Birmingham. So they then sent us back out of the the gate, back into the departure lounge. And they did that about 5.30 in the evening. And then up on the board it came more information at 9pm and i was thinking what the hell am i going to do with this baby between now and 9 p.m. anyway it gradually got better and it said kind of more information 8:45 or delayed until 8:45 so i got pacing and i walked around and round and round and round the airport i think i know every corner of this airport and people must have just been laughing at me so much but i was just walking 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 I had her on me the whole time um took her off a, a couple times just to feed her but she was great she was absolutely great this wasn't kind of walking to stop her crying it was just walking to actually make her go to sleep because she hadn't really had any good naps throughout the day because we were leaving and then we were driving and um yeah she hadn't had any good naps and i was just really worried that she was going to lose her shizzle if she didn't have a good nap so um Yeah, walked loads, and then eventually they called us, and they said, um, please go to gate, blah, 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 to catch your flight. So we went there, and Hendrik was a little bit dubious, because apparently sometimes when they send you to gate, after something like this, they send you to gate to cancel your flight. Um, But that wasn't our case. They found another plane, and I think where we lucked out was the plane... um, we were going on to Bordeaux they didn't have another flight to Bordeaux until Tuesday so all of those people from Friday to Tuesday just would have been totally stranded or would have had to go to Luton on Sunday for a flight um so they couldn't really cancel the flight so I think they cancelled like one of their daily flights and they put us on the plane um to Bordeaux so we eventually got to Bordeaux and we were freaking out because we thought maybe the car hire would be closed luckily for us Europe Car have a contract with EasyJet because they're their go-to car hire company, and um, that they have to stay open until the last flight arrives, if it's delayed. So thank goodness for that. So we arrived in um, Bordeaux about 1am, and then by the time we got the car and everything, we got, um, got to the island about 3.30am and asleep by 4am. Blech! Blech! Amandine was brilliant. I sat in the back of the car with her on the journey um, to the island, And she was great. She went to sleep. And then when we arrived, she pretty much stayed asleep. I managed to get her somehow into her pyjamas and sleep bag, put her in her cot. Hendrik's mum had been an absolute legend. We'd ordered a cot from Ikea. um, And she had built the cot. She'd prepared me like a little nappy changing station in my bedroom. Um, Yeah, what a legend. She'd bought nappies. She'd washed the sheets, pre-washed all the sheets for the cot and everything. So, yeah, really, really sweet. So we literally, literally came straight in, put her to sleep, and I went to bed as well. And then, because I fed her at the airport, I don't think I fed her again until, like, maybe 7 or 8 a.m., and then we slept again until 10. So, yeah, it was very nice, very nice. Um, but considering it was a four-hour delay, it wasn't too bad, and Amundine was brilliant, and... It could have been so much worse. Originally, they were saying we might get a coach to Birmingham to go and meet our plane, which would have just been a disaster. I did not want to coach up with a baby um, to Birmingham. So it worked out well. And we are here and we have been here for a good couple of days. And it is lovely and it's very easy. Amandine, weirdly, has completely known that we're in our different I mean, or maybe not, maybe she doesn't know, I don't quite know how to explain that properly, but she is stuck to her English schedule, her UK schedule, not that she really has a schedule, I use that word lightly, but I'm really sorry I'm yawning so much, I've just got back from like a two-hour walk and I think I've really knackered myself out, and then with the stress of trying to get the microphone to work, which really shouldn't have been a stress, but because Amandine was crying at the same time, it was a bit stressful, sorry. I don't mean to yawn. I will try not to yawn again. But she seems to be still on her schedule, and she knows completely when I tried to put her to bed at eight thirty a at uh, eight thirty p.m. French time. She just would not go to bed. So I've learnt my lesson, and I only try and get her to bed about nine thirty, which would be eight thirty in the UK. And that way, oh God, I'm sorry, I'm failing at this podcast. I have. Not turned off my mail either. There we go. I have quit my mail. Hopefully there won't be any more noises. Sorry again. Um, So she went down really well the first night. I mean, she was knackered, obviously. And then, and it was middle of her sleep. Then the second night was a little bit more challenging. But again, I think it was because I tried to put her down just too early. And then last night, last night? No, the night before last was a nightmare. I think I spent about three hours trying to get her down and then Hendrik tried to put her down. I ended up being really grouchy with Hendrik because I had done all of this kind of everything in a dark room, tried to get her super super sleepy, and then Hendrik said Do you want me to take over, and I was like, Yeah, brilliant, thank you so much, thinking that he would stay in the bedroom. But no. He walks out into the brightly lit room where Hendrik's parents are talking and they talk quite loudly in their French accents or Frenchness um, and it was just kind of like eyes wide open, raring to go again, and I thought, oh my God, my three hours of trying to get this baby to sleep have just completely gone to pot, but I tried to keep my mouth shut. I didn't do that very well, um, and then eventually I took back over, and she thankfully went to bed but then I went to bed straight away as well because it was by this time about half past 10 11 o'clock and I was absolutely exhausted so I went to bed as well but I don't know if any of you if there's any mums listening um who can relate to this but I found it when when Amandine was first born I had no more of an idea than Hendrik had about how to bring her up or how to stop her from crying or you know I had no idea but because he's gone back to work, and I'm sure this is normal, but because he's gone back to work, I'm with her 24-7, I kind of am starting to learn what she likes, what she doesn't like, what position she likes, how to know if she needs to go to sleep, you know, when she's trying to tell me that something's wrong, that kind of thing, when she gets over-stimulated and because Hendrik's at work, he just, he doesn't necessarily know these things and I'm really having to when now we're on holiday and he spends a lot more time with her and he wants to do a lot more with her and interact with her a lot more. I'm really trying to keep my mouth shut because I don't want to say to him every five minutes and be one of those moaning or be a moaning wife and say, Oh no, she doesn't like that, she doesn't like that, she doesn't like that, do it this way, do it that way. I don't want to be like that. I really want him to figure it out for himself. Some things, you know, he'll just like in the morning he'll come in and he'll say, Do you want me to get her dressed? And I'll say, yes, that would be brilliant. And then he'll say, oh, I don't know what to wear. And I'm like, well, figure it out. Figure out what, what she wants to wear. Um, but other things, I just, yeah, I just really have to keep my mouth shut. I don't know if any of you feel like that as well. I'm sure it's natural. But I don't want to be moaning. And I I do want him to just figure it out. And he wants to as well. And he hates it when I moan at him. And I feel really, really bad. So I am making more of an effort to just keep my mouth shut and, you know, Amandine isn't going to have an issue with it, so why should I? I should not. Um, but other than that, she has been absolutely amazing and it is it is so lovely to have Hendrik around all the time. We've actually hardly seen him today because he's been cutting the massive hedge that surrounds Hendrik's parents' house um and doing a bonfire and everything and we went for a lovely walk. We went for a two hour walk along the um beach and it was really really nice but I totally bought the wrong shoes and I could feel it in my pelvis and it was I haven't been walking this much every day since I had her and um I love walking and when Hendrik's busy doing jobs around the house for his parents I can go off and it, it's lovely and also she sleeps so well Um, so I've been, we've been doing like a morning pram stroll around and then an afternoon walk in the sling. And then they're her two naps basically. Um, because she's not napping so well in the cot here, but I wouldn't expect her to. I mean, it's so many different smells, such different place, so many different noises, banging. And yeah, I wouldn't expect her to nap very well. So that's what we've been doing. Plus, it means I can get outside, I can breathe in the fresh air. Hendrik gave me an early Christmas present, some awesome um, headphones, which I love. And so I've been able to walk and listen to podcasts and music and just... Ah, it's been lovely. It's been lovely. And today I I was just walking with a massive smile on my face and it was so nice. And yeah, everything is just perfect. Perfect, perfect. And today when I was walking... (laughs) I don't know if this is really frowned upon but she woke up from mid, kind of mid-nap and I am mid-point on the walk actually so I had to get all the way home and she was grizzling and I thought okay well you must be hungry but I was knackered and I didn't want to get any more tired by stopping and then having to restart the walk so I released the straps a little bit on, on my ergo baby carrier and got my boob out and fed her and I just slowed down my walking. I didn't stop. I just slowed down and dawdled um, and fed her at the same time. Is that really bad? She was happy. She was just happy sucking away, um, feeding. So I guess it's fine. If that's really frowned upon, please let me know, or if that's really bad for them, then let me know. She wasn't bobbing around up and down and taking in lots of air. She was totally fine. She went straight back to sleep afterwards. And I felt a little bit like Supermum. <laughs> so win-win, everyone's a winner. Um, yeah, but I figured out how to um, feed in the Ergo Baby without making a mess because the last time I did it, I actually took off one of the straps and then it was a nightmare to get back on and she was in a really weird place. And now I'm using my Ergo Baby a lot more because I'm walking a lot more. I still use my wrap. At the airport, I use my wrap because she loves it more um but when I'm going on a longer walk and the more and more I get used to my ergo baby the more and more I love it I did not love it last week and I love it this week it's really good and I think I'm a lot more um I was quite nervous about tightening her in too much but now I can tighten her in a lot more and it's a lot easier and I don't feel like I'm crushing her I feel like it's very natural um anyway I kind of just zoomed straight off into the whole France topic but I did want to say that you guys loved last week's podcast with Carly and Leon. If you haven't listened to it yet, go ahead and listen to it. It's a really, really, really cool podcast. We were just talking about Carly's pregnancy and her cravings. She craved wet lettuce, (laughs) really random. And then I was talking to Leon about dad bods (laughs) because Hendrik came down and if you haven't listened to it already, he came downstairs and was like, I think I'm getting a dad bod. So I was chatting to Leon about how to avoid dad bods if you've only got like 15 minutes to work out or something. Um, Which brings me on to working out. I'm thinking about doing kind of a mini workout with zero jumping around. So maybe squats and lunges and things like that because I'm just starting to feel like I want to strengthen my core uh, and start getting on that. When I'm walking, I feel like maybe... The um, pain in my pelvis I'm getting is because I'm not picking up the strain with my core when I'm carrying her. Um, so I want to try and strengthen that again. And my legs feel very strong because I walked throughout my pregnancy and also I'm walking now. They feel very strong, but my glutes maybe could do with a little bit of strengthening. So I might try and get on that whilst I'm here and just lunge it out a little bit when I'm walking, perhaps. And <laughs> um, So yeah this is going to be a really quick podcast for me because we are in France and I just wanted to check in with you guys and um, you didn't hear from me last week because I was with Leon and Carly on the podcast and I didn't want to have a week off so I wanted to check in and so many of you guys have been connecting with me through the podcast and it's been really lovely that we get to chat on Instagram mostly through DMs, some emails some of you still email me which is really lovely but mostly you guys are connecting with me on Instagram and it's really, really nice to hear about your pregnancies and your birth stories. And I know there's quite a few of you who want to come on the podcast, which is awesome. And I can't wait to have you on and absolutely want to have you on. I've got some great guests lined up. Um, won't be in time for next week because we only get back early next week so you'll probably hear about the journey home next week (laughs) Uh, but whilst we were on the plane I guess I didn't touch on that whilst we were on the plane a lot of you are asking me what my plan of action was for when we were flying and actually it was really easy so we were given one of those seat belts I actually did it quite loose they are completely pointless I personally think when they're at this newborn stage they're much safer if they were in your wrap. But I guess everyone doesn't have a wrap, so they just want to keep the baby still, I suppose. But, oh, there we go. Another yawn. Sorry, broke my promise. Um, so, yeah, you strap her in with this red belt. But I did mine really loosely so I could still breastfeed. And I breastfed her as we took off. So she was sucking, so her ears didn't pop. And then on the way back down again. And she then she then fell asleep on my boob, really. And I guess the plane is like a giant white noise machine. So she was pretty mellow. And then on the way down, I also, the minute I felt my ears popping, I put her back on my boob. She wasn't hungry, but she kind of just pacified herself. A little bit like for what she's doing now, because she's definitely not feeding. But to keep her quiet, that sounds really bad, doesn't it? But to keep her kind of mellow whilst I finish this podcast, I will keep letting her pacify herself on my boob. And then I strapped her back into my wrap, And it was as easy as that. So yeah, next week I'll let you know how it went on the way home. Um, Fingers crossed we won't have any delays. Fingers crossed the weather will be nice. And all will be well. All will be well. I've also had quite a few of you asking me about um, going back to teaching. So I got an email as well from a lovely lady talking about going back to teaching. So I'm not ready yet. Um, even to do kind of mum and baby yoga. I know a lot of my friends would like me to do some mum and baby yoga and in a way I'd like to do it as well, but I feel like I deserve maternity leave as much as everybody else. Um, and sometimes I think that it would be really easy because of what I do for me to just jump straight back in it, into it and the fact that I can do this with a young baby. But... I'm really enjoying just being able to bond with her and be there for her whenever she needs it. I've had quite a few private clients saying, when are you going to come back? We want you to come back. But the difficulty I have is if I charge a private client um, for a session and she, and they say, you know, they're, they're saying, bring her along, bring her along, and she cries, it's still my time. I still have to charge them for it, but I'm still, I'm going to feel awful charging them for it if Amundine's crying all the way through because it won't be relaxing for them it will be very difficult for me to teach so in a wonderful world yeah in a perfect world she'll be totally quiet strapped to me we'll do yoga we'll focus but you know one of the most important things of doing a private yoga session is that your focus is purely on your client and it I think I find it really difficult at this point to keep the focus on Amundine um yeah so it's tricky it's a tricky one when to know to go back and I'll probably just start maybe doing a yoga brunch and have some close friends and do them at my place um and and start back into it that way I think um and go from there so yeah that's where I'm at with teaching at the moment I've had one friend who's also a yoga teacher go back and she loved it and definitely gives you another purpose other than being a mum um and, you know, going back to work is is awesome. And I am lucky enough that I don't have to go straight back. So I'm going to try and not stay away from work, but I'm going to try and bond with Bubba for a little bit longer. A little bit longer. So the last thing that I wanted to tell you guys about was, um, oh my gosh, her injections. So she had her injections the day we recorded The podcast with Carly and Leon. Um, So we had a really, really chill day, kept it really relaxed. Um, After the podcast, um, my friend Millie came over and we just chilled and then went to the injections. We had our eight week doctor's checkup before the injections, for which our doctor was 30 minutes late. I was not terribly happy. Not that I actually told anyone that I was terribly happy, but I think to kind of make an eight-week-old baby and mum wait for 30 minutes for an appointment is not cool. Apparently, he was in a meeting that overran, so it wasn't even patients or delayed patients. He was in a meeting. (laughs) And I just would have thought that maybe, I don't know, maybe it doesn't work like this, but maybe doctors would see who their next patient was and maybe think, oh, it's a baby, and a mum, maybe I won't keep them waiting half an hour, I don't know, maybe it doesn't work like that, but yeah, and he, the the thing was, he didn't even apologise, he didn't even say sorry to keep you waiting, or nothing, you know, nothing, anyway, I didn't say anything, because I never do, (laughs) and then everything was fine with the cheque, although, again, I wasn't particularly impressed, or it wasn't what I thought it would be like, um, hello baby, hello. So after the, everything was fine, after that we went for the inoculations, so they have like a clinic effectively, you take a number um, from the doctor's receptionist and then you get called basically. She was in the deepest sleep, so I think it's because our doctor's surgery is so warm and she was in the deepest deepest sleep. Anyway, we went in, Um, removed her leggings she was still sleeping I said to the nurse I'd really like to wake her up before you inject her so I tried to put her on the boot to wake her up I tried to give her like a little wriggle she was not waking up she did not want to wake up I don't know if she knew what was going to happen but she just did not want to wake up anyway the, the nurse was like oh don't worry maybe she'll stay maybe she'll stay asleep um she didn't obviously imagine being injected whilst you're sleeping. So my tip to you, if you are yet to have your inoculations, somehow wake your poor baby up because Amandine had the shock of her damn life when she got injected and she was sitting on my knee fast asleep, bam, in goes the injection and obviously your reaction to that would be I am going to lose my shizzle and that she did she lost it she bawled and bawled and bawled it was the first time I had seen proper running tears down her face and a real pain cry um she recovered very very quickly I put her on my boob in between or did I actually yes no I think I did put her on my boob in between just for a second And then the nurse was like, okay, can we take take her off? Um, So she then did the other two. So I think she started with one and then did the other two. Um, Put those in and then I put her straight back onto my boob. Of course, she lost her shit once again. Um, Put her back onto my boob. And then I had to take her off my boob again so they could give her the oral. I can't remember what it is, but the one to stop upset tummies or tummy bug, I think it is. Um... Gave her the oral one, and again she hated taking that, so we live like two minutes from our doctor's surgery, so I drove home and gave her the cowpole straight away, like they suggest, but she hates cowpole hates it, and that almost made her worse. It made her lose her chisel. I'm sorry, I keep saying that expression, but it keeps coming out made her lose it even more um but once she had that she calmed down and i assume her temperature went down but what was worse was 6 hours after the injection was even worse which coincided for when hendrik got home from work and she she was just inconsolable she didn't feel i didn't feel like she had a big fever but she was absolutely inconsolable um i took her outside on one of my friends suggestions and paced around outside and eventually that's how i managed to calm her down but she was in so much pain and poor Hendrick had never seen her like that before. And I felt really sorry for him. And he was maybe, you know, had something in his eye. Um, and I was definitely crying seeing her this upset. So work, went going outside and just kind of shocking her with a bit of cold air really helped. She was obviously wrapped in a blanket. And then again, again, gave her more cowpole, but she did not want to take it. But eventually she calmed down. She went down to go to bed really, really well, um, even kind of too well. And she slept and she slept and she slept. I had to wake myself up because she wasn't kind of waking up um, to feed at the time that she normally does at 3am. So I dream fed her and then she felt really warm and I stupidly gave her cowpole and she was kind of asleep. And oh my word. She then went back to screaming and screaming and screaming and screaming. Eventually I settled her and she kind of was... She sicked up the cowpole a little bit and then eventually went back to sleep. But I didn't... I stupidly didn't read that sheet that they give you about when to give cowpole and when not to give cowpole. They gave us a sheet um, after our doctor's surgery. And it does say, don't wake your baby to give the cowpole. I didn't wake her to give the cowpaw, I tried to dream feed her the cowpaw, did not work. So maybe if they don't feel particularly warm, don't do what I did, do not do what I did. But we have more injections first week of December and I'm so grateful Hendrik is off for those. So he's going to come with me and yeah, hold her and yeah, hopefully it'll be fine. I think it's just one injection, maybe two. But fingers crossed it will be a little bit better, but it probably won't be. Anyway, if you have injections, good luck with them. Just try and wake your babies up before they give the injections. Anyway, that's all I have to fill you in on this week, really. Um, so, if you guys have any questions for next week, then pop me an email, mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com, or go to Instagram, which is just Emma Jolin, J A U L I N. Message me on there. I love hearing from you, and I will catch you guys next week.